Father, we thank you that you're stirring up the waters in times of refreshing are flowing in this house, flowing in our hearts, flowing all over us, Lord. And we're going to get in the flow, and we're going to grow. And we bless your name tonight, Lord, and we give you all the praise and all the glory, for you are worthy in Jesus' name. Let's worship the Lord together.
Signature worship team. Hallelujah. Glory to God. A good night to be with believers, isn't it? You know, as the as the day of the Lord gets closer. It's of utmost importance that we come together. Hallelujah. And uh, I want to let you know, ladies, this Friday at 6 p.m. is Woven. It's going to be an exciting time. First Woven of 2021. And uh, come and see what the Lord will have for you. Praise the Lord. And, uh, you know, in every opportunity that we have to meet together... We have an opportunity to invest in the kingdom of God. And what happens when we invest? He blesses. Amen? And uh, God personally guarantees every gift that's given to him. And uh, he will take it and he will multiply it and make more of it. Amen? Amen. Father, I just call a blessing. The blessing of the Lord who makes uh, people rich and adds no sorrow with it. That blessing, Father, upon every gift and giver... In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. All right, were you guys ready for the word tonight? We're going to look at the dynamic of a miracle. 
And it's going to be from the book of Acts, chapter 1. And I'm going to give you an acronym. I had seen a video, oh, I don't know, several months ago, about from T.L. Osborne. He was the great missionary uh, to Africa. And um, <clears throat> he had this, uh, this um, acronym, and uh, the Lord wanted me to share it tonight with, with uh, my stuff on it. Amen. The acronym comes from him, but the rest comes from me, and it's all from the Lord. And if you have your Bibles, I want you to go to Acts chapter 1. And uh, in just the four verses, God gives us the dynamic, seven dynamics of the word miracle. Seven Energizing his senses. How many could be energized tonight? Amen? You know, the greater that we can understand how something operates, the greater we can walk in it, the greater we can benefit from it. And uh, these are seven truths. And uh, Jesus came to show us God's idea. You realize when man sinned, the earth was cursed, and Jesus had to come to show us how to walk in victory. To show us how to walk as a man anointed by the Holy Ghost, connected to God, doing great things in the earth. Alright? So Jesus came to show us God's idea. And aren't you glad that he had people write it in a book? Eyewitnesses who were there. And Jesus chose a new crowd to follow him. He didn't recruit the religious minded. He recruited those who were looking for fellowship and relationship. Amen. Jesus didn't come to start a religion. Well, Christianity is a religion. No, it's not a religion. It's a relationship. It's to be Christ-like. Jesus sat down and trained them how to do it. He not only taught them, but he showed them. And they were able to duplicate his results. And his results are being duplicated today. Jesus believed in the new crowd that he chose. He believed in his disciples. Jesus called them, sent them, and anointed them. Alright, let's read these four verses, and then let's talk about it. Starting with verse 1, Acts 1.1. The former treatise, Have I made, O Theophilus? Of all that Jesus, notice, began both to do and to teach. He began it. Until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles. Whom he had chosen. To whom also... He showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, 
being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And he assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said he, You have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. So Jesus took his last 40 days on the earth after he rose and he began to teach his people. He began to teach his followers how to do what he did, how to manifest his presence. And he gave us the dynamics of the word miracle. M-I-R-A-C-L-E. All right? And I want you to notice that he took 40 days. Everybody say 40 days. 40 days is a period of transformation and completeness through testing. Right? How many days did it rain in Noah's day? 40 days. How many days did Jesus spend in the wilderness? 40 days. Right? Elijah ran on a meal 40 days. Right? That's some high-protein, high-carb meal, man. The spies spied out Canaan for 40 days. Jonah, well, actually, Nineveh had 40 days to change. Alright? 40 days. 40 days after Jesus resurrected. And even the prophet Ezekiel laid on his side for 40 days. <laughs> so Jesus spent these 40 days teaching his disciples about miracles. The part, Jesus' part of redemption was finished, but the work in his body carries on. Jesus, our CEO. He did what he had to do, right? He finished, he retired early at 33. Right? He went home at 33. He accomplished his mission in three and a half years. After 30 years of training. Do you think, if you train for 30 years, do you think you'd get frustrated? You'd say, when is my time going to... You know, Moses spent 40 years in... Uh, in Egypt and 40 years in the wilderness. And then his training began when he, and then his mission began when he was 80. And sometimes the enemy tries to get you impatient. Right? And if he can get you impatient, he wins. So we're finishing the work which Jesus began to do. His part is finished, but ours is ongoing. Alright? Hallelujah. Disciples are still being made, aren't they? 
The gospel's still being preached, isn't it? Christians are being taught in churches still, aren't they? This work is still going on. Okay. The letter M for the word miracle is the word model. We've got to model what Jesus began to do and teach. See, here's, what, here's how good God is. God put on an earth suit and he came to earth and showed us and taught us what he was showing us. He both demonstrated and taught how it needs to be done. He taught us how to walk a victorious life in the face of challenges, in the face of problems, in the face of betrayal. Even when people leave you, he still did it. So we got to model what Jesus did and taught. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1. It says, be imitators of God as little children. Everybody say, imitate. God wants you to imitate Him. He wants you to say what He says. He wants you to think what He thinks. He wants you to do what He does. Isn't that what Jesus did? Jesus said, what I say, I hear my Father saying. What I do, I see my Father doing. He said, I can do nothing of myself. So if we want to understand the dynamic, Jesus was a miracle worker. And when we do what he did and obey what he taught, we can get his results. He wanted that. He wanted us to model him. He is our example that we can follow. Amen? Matthew 5, verse 48. Matthew 5, 48. Notice what this says. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in, in heaven, is perfect. Now this word perfect means growing and mature. It doesn't mean that you don't do it. You never miss it. To be perfect in the Bible is to be growing and to maturing. Amen. How many are growing? Amen. We're, we're growing. We're growing in the knowledge of God. Jesus grew in stature and wisdom and favor with God and man. But notice, we're supposed to pattern God. God enabled us to live Like him, to live out his principles, to model him. We are his body. Have you ever seen the body do anything without the head? Kind of impossible. In other words, the head works with the body, the body works with the head. The Bible says in Mark 16 that when they went and preached the gospel, Jesus worked with them, and we say he worked with them, confirming his word with signs following. In other words, they weren't alone. Even though he went to heaven, he was still working by the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
So if you want to understand the dynamic of a miracle, you've got to model Jesus. He gave you an outline to follow called the book. Go to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, verse 32. Ephesians 4 and verse 32. Notice what it says. And be ye kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven. So, how are we supposed to forgive one another? Like Jesus forgave us. It's a modeling. Jesus gave us a pattern to follow. Amen? Everything that he sent his disciples to do, they could do. And they got the same, they cast out devils, they healed the sick, because why? They were working with Him. So Jesus, we got to model Him. And then the I, the I in miracle, is inspiration. Did you know that Jesus is the greatest motivational speaker ever? And he has a way of breathing on you that sparks creativity, that sparks ingenuity. Amen? His inspiration. When you, you, he stimulates you. He energizes you. He activates you. You, you get in his presence and something. I mean, Jeremiah said, it's like fire shut up in my bones. That was an inspiration. Something was working on the inside that unleashes God's inspiration, unleashes the creative power, talent, skill, and insight. It creates, it causes you to be innovative. He inspired them. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 21. Second Peter. See, if you're going to understand the working of a miracle, who works the miracle? It's the Holy Spirit. It's His power and His demonstration. He not only says things, but He does things. And Paul encouraged us to put our faith in the power of God. Do you have your faith in the power of God? You have a can-do God. I don't know about this. When you encounter something you don't know about, you just say, God can do it. Don't know how, don't know when, but I know He can. Do you, do you know He can? Are you persuaded He can? Are you convinced He can? God can. Second Peter one twenty one, prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. They were influenced by the Holy Spirit. They wrote what He was telling them to write. They were under His inspiration, under His influence. They were WUI writing under the influence. This book came about 
Because God spoke to holy men. They didn't come up with these ideas. Man didn't. God did. And God had a way of preserving His Word. His Word is timeless. You don't have... Go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. And I'm just going to read you a, a verse from 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel 23.2 said, The Spirit of the Lord spoke through me. His Word was on my tongue. How many got God's Word on their tongue? How many tongues do we have in this place? Our tongues of a pen of a ready writer. You're ready to write what God is speaking, what God is downloading, what God is giving. He's under the inspiration. People can sing songs under the inspiration. It's called a spiritual song. People can prophesy under the inspiration. It's called inspired utterance. God's an inspirational God. He wants to inspire people. He wants to inspire you to greatness. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All Scripture, but say all Scripture. That's every word from Genesis to Revelation. Is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable. Say God's word is profitable. What's it profitable for? For doctrine or teaching. For reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. You know, we have to be instructed in righteousness. Why? Because we were unrighteous for so long, and now we're righteous. Now we've got to be instructed on how to be righteous. Amen? We were doing things the wrong way, and God has to show us how to do things the right way. And this is what He did for 40 days. From the minute he rose from the dead, he was teaching, he was doing, he was communicating, he was imparting, he was making grace deposits. Getting his church ready. He's getting us ready today, too. So, inspiration, it means God breathed. You know when God breathes water parts. Do you know that God sneezed is so powerful? The Bible says the Red Sea was open because of the blast of his nostrils. Hachoo! And the Red Sea split. The blast of his nostrils. <laughs> when God sneezed, here's the hanky, Father. You, you, you'd, need a, you'd need a blanket. <laughs> a huge blanket, Amen. So, Acts 1, verse 2, it says the Holy Spirit was giving instructions to the apostles. Did you know the most important thing that you could learn as a believer is how to be led by the Holy Ghost? Romans eight fourteen. As many as are led by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the only one qualified to lead you. Your emotions aren't leaders. Politicians aren't leaders as far as leading you. 
Corporations aren't leaders as far as leading you. As many as are led by the Holy Ghost, they are the sons of God. If, if you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, you're a son, you're a daughter of God, you're a child of God. That's a qualification. If you want to understand how miracles work, you've got to understand how to be led by the Holy Ghost. Too many people are led by too many other things today. This is the greatest time for the church. Amen? It is a great time to be part of a Bible-believing church. Amen? I mean, the early church, they were born when they didn't even have a building. Can you imagine not having a building and having 3,000 people get born again in one service? And do you realize that many of those early believers that chose Christ had to reject Judaism and they got rejected? Why do you think the early church had to hold things in common? Because they, they were kicked out of their source. Hallelujah. So... We, we model Jesus, we're, in, we're inspired. You know, if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. So you have a choice. You have two choices. You can be under the law, or you can be led by the Spirit. Amen. Galatians 5.18, as many as are led by the Spirit, they are not under the law. You know, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. When you're led by the Spirit, there's freedom. He doesn't make you do anything, but He gives you the choice. But He just says, this is, this is where I need you to go. This is what I need you to do. And you get to choose whether or not you, you want to go there and do what He says. Alright, the R. The R in the word miracle is for the word response. And God gave His Apostles, a command. He said, go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise. That was our response. Our response is to get God's perspective. Our response is to get God's insight. You know, there's not enough enough people in the body of Christ today that are waiting on God. They hear news and they run just on that. They don't run anything by God. Right? So, God instructed them, God commanded them by the Holy Spirit. You know, it takes faith to wait. Go with me to Psalm 33. Psalm 33 and verse 20. Psalm 33 and verse 20. Notice what it says. Our soul... Waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Why does your soul have to wait for the Lord? Because Satan will mess with your soul. That's your mind, your will, and your emotions. And you've got to make sure that your soul is waiting on God. What's your soul waiting for? To respond properly. So that you're not responding to pressure but you're responding to God's voice. 
Do you think Jesus had some pressure on him when they brought that woman who was caught in adultery and all the scribes and Pharisees were pressuring him to do what the law said? So why was he writing down? Because he wasn't responding to their pressure. He was listening to the voice of the Spirit. He didn't say a word, did he? He's just writing. See, and that's what we have to do. There's a lot of pressure today to conform to the world. But the world's going to hell. But that's why God sent Jesus, so that the the world needs the gospel. But people who don't have the gospel in the world, they're going to hell. Until they make a decision for Christ. Until someone chooses to be born again and make Jesus Lord, they are going to hell. And hell's not going to be any fun place at all. It's where the worm never dies, the fire doesn't go out, there's gnashing of teeth, there's utter darkness, there's all kinds of unfun things. Our response is to wait. Go to Psalm 37. Psalm 37 and verse 7. John 37, verse 7. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Everybody say, wait patiently. Amen. Fret not yourself because of Him who prospers in His way, because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. Fret, to fret means to worry. Don't worry. You're, you're, you're getting in God's presence and you're waiting on Him. What do you say, Father? What do you think, Father? What do you want me to do, Father? This is what we're waiting for. We're waiting on His response. But we've got to wait patiently. I'm going to say patiently. Jesus resurrected and He's telling them to go wait for at least 40 days. He didn't say when it was going to come. He just said, wait for the promise. And you know, you've got to overcome some feelings of frettiness and worriness and anxiousness to wait. What were they doing in that upper room? Were they sleeping? No. They were praying. They were worshiping. That's called waiting. See, waiting is not sitting down and do nothing. Waiting is actively serving God. No different than you go to a restaurant, they wait on you. They're asking you what you need. They're asking you what you want. They're bringing you things. They're responding to your requests. They're actively serving you. That's what it means to wait on God. That's what they were doing. What are they waiting for? Waiting for the promise. Go to Psalm 40. Psalm 40. Verses 1 and 2. I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my going. Sounds like Joseph is praying here. He was brought out of a pit. Right? Do you think... He ever wondered in his mind, do you think the thought ever came to Joseph, when is this dream going to come to pass? 
13 years in Egypt. All that he had to go through. When's it going to come to pass? It's coming. And then Pharaoh what? Knocked on his cell door. Well, Pharaoh didn't, but they, they brought Joseph from the prison into Pharaoh. And he experienced the fulfillment of the dream. But, see, if you're going to complain those 13 years, it might even take longer. Did the Israelites have their time um, added to them for their complaining? 40 days turned into 40 years. Because of complaining, murmuring, and grumbling. Okay? God told them in Luke 24, He says, I want you to tarry in Jerusalem and wait for the promise of my Father. What's the promise? You just wait for it. How am I know it's going to come? When it comes, you'll know. He just told them to wait. He didn't tell them what was coming. He said, the promise of my Father, and that which you heard from me, out of your belly were four rivers of living water. They didn't know what that meant. And boy, they waited and waited until the day it came and the 120 were waiting and they got zapped by the power of God. Fire on their heads, wind in the house, noise from heaven. They got completely zapped. We need, we need to get zapped today. Amen? By the power of God. Then the A. The A for the word miracle is action. Action. Those whom he commanded, he sent forth. Did you know that God sent you? Sometimes we end up in a place, in the place that God wants us to be, and we think we just stumbled there, but God actually sent us there. Do you think, I want to reference Joseph again, Do you think he would have responded well if God said, I'm going to send you to Egypt, but you're going to have to go by the pit and the prison to get there? You're going to have to go through betrayal to get there. No, I'd rather take a different vehicle, thank you. Is there another taxi that I could take? I don't want to go through the pit. I don't want to go through betrayal. I don't want to go through prison. But guess what? God sent him there. doesn't matter how he got there. God sent him there. He was in the right place at the right time for the right season in his life. Why? Because he was sent by God. Well, God, can you pick a different way? No. This is the way that I've chosen for you. Suck it up, buttercup. In John 20, verse 21, Jesus appeared to them and said again, Jesus said to them, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, so also I am sending you. Did you know that you're God's special delivery of love to someone? To a group, to a person, to a place. God sent you. God's in the sending business. Amen? Gabriel was sent from God to deliver a message. John was sent to be a forerunner of Jesus. God's in the sending business. Go to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, starting with verse 38. 
you got to hear this. Acts 10, verse 30. Well, we better look at verse 37. It's right there. That word I say you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Say the Holy Ghost and power. Power is synonymous with the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost is synonymous with power. Where the Holy Ghost is moving, there's power flowing. Who went about. What did Jesus do? He went about. He was sent and he went. He was sent and he went. What did he do? He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. And we are witnesses of these things. Which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen of God, chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God. To be the judge of the quick and the dead. He's the judge of the quick and the dead. To give him all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believes in him shall receive remission of sins. They were commissioned by God with a message. They were sent by God with a message. That's the action. Our action is to be sent. You think you just ended up here? No. God sent you to VCF. Why? VCF had something you needed, and you, need, you had something that VCF needed, and God brought us together to build a relationship and to establish a family. I'm telling you, God puts people in the church as it pleases Him. He puts members in the body where it pleases Him. And... You don't want to be displeasing God. How do you displease God? you're, You're somewhere where He didn't put you. You're somewhere where He didn't send you. Hallelujah. The seed in the word miracle is credibility. The verse in Acts says, He did many, He did things with many infallible proofs. Infallible, unmistakable, and unquestionable demonstrations. He raised from the dead. People saw him raised. Five hundred. He appeared to five hundred people. He appeared to the ten. He appeared to the eleven. He appeared to this person. He appeared to that person for forty days. He was appearing here. He was appearing there. And he was appearing over here for forty days. He was appearing. He ate with them. He touched them. He let them touch him. Infallible proofs. He even let Thomas touch his wounds to let him know this was the same body that hung on the tree. His credibility. He appeared to Peter. 
food. He showed up when the door was closed, but infallible, unmistakable proofs. You know, God will prove to you who He is. He will prove to you how much He loves you. He will prove to you what He wants to do for you. He will prove it to you. Amen? He's not afraid to show Himself strong to those whose hearts are loyal to Him. We have to have a loyal heart. If you want to see God's strength, have a loyal heart. He appeared to Mary Magdalene and other women. You know, the world is still waiting to see many convincing signs from our own lives, signifying we too have raised from the dead. What's the proof that you have raised from the dead? Let's show the world the proof that we've raised from the dead. How has our behavior changed? How has our speech changed? How has our life changed? Amen? We've got to prove that He's in us and we're risen from the dead. Listen, in sin we were dead, but now we're alive in Christ. Credibility. Infallible proofs. Let's produce some spiritual fruit. If, if you want to show what kind of tree you are, let the fruit do the talking. Yeah, if you say you love somebody, let's the, let the fruit do the talking. I have joy. Let the fruit do the talking. I have joy. I don't think so. You got some rotten fruit on that tree. You better check your produce there. (laughs) And then for the letter L, he talked about, do you realize Jesus accomplished the official message of the kingdom? He crossed every T. He dotted every I. He fulfilled all the requirements necessary to save mankind. He was the only one who could have done it. And his work is legally binding with God. He presented his blood on the mercy seat in heaven. And God was pleased. And God took away the sin of the entire world based on what Jesus did. Hallelujah. This is the message of the king. And his kingdom. Everything that Jesus did, he did to fulfill the law. He said, I did not come to abolish the law. He said, I've come to fulfill the law. Well, isn't fulfilling the law, isn't that legal? Everything Jesus did is legally binding with God. Amen? And guess what? When Jesus did what he did, the Father said, case closed. Case closed! Satan has no more goods on you! Hallelujah! Your sin has been redacted! Your sin has been removed from you! And when he sees you, 
You're a child of God, blood bought, blood washed. Amen. We're a glorious church. He's not coming back for a wimpy church. He's coming back for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. We got to iron out some wrinkles. We got to remove some spots. Amen. And then finally, the last letter of the word miracle, E. According to Acts 1, verses 1 through 4, is the experience of his energy in me. How many know God's got some energy? And he likes to put his energy in you. Amen. Go with me to John chapter 7. John chapter 7. Oh, Shandai. Untie my bow tie. <laughs> One time we were at youth camp and I remember Trenton Harold was talking about speaking in tongues. He said, sometimes you start off by saying, didn't want a Honda, should have bought a Hyundai. <laughs> didn't want a Honda, should have bought a Hyundai. <laughs> John 7, verse 37. <laughs> In the last day, the great day of the feast, this was a seven-day feast. And Jesus is making this announcement on the last day. Right? He stood and cried. That means he lifted his voice, saying, If any man... Who's he talking to? If any man... It's available to... If anyone wants it. If any man... Or woman, or child, thirsts. If any man thirsts, let him come to me. You've got to, if you're thirsty, you've got to come to him, and you've got to do one other thing. You've got to drink. You've got to drink. <laughs> you, the, you've got to come to him and drink. And when you come to Him, and when you drink, something is going to happen on the inside. You're going to get filled with new wine, and that new wine is going to intoxicate you. That new wine is going to begin to influence you. I remember when I spent some time in the world. I know what it's like to get drunk in the world, and I don't like the results. I don't like laying down and feeling like my bed is doing flip-flops. I don't like the sick feeling that comes with excess worldly indulging. But I do like the intoxication of the Holy Spirit. It has no side effects. Ooh, and it just feels good. I recommend, there's no drinking age in the kingdom. You don't have to be 21 to come and drink in the kingdom. All you've got to do is be willing and obedient. Say, here I am and start to drink. Amen. How do you drink? You move your mouth. And, and he that believes on me, you've got to drink by faith. As the scripture hath said, this is scriptural. 
of his belly, put your hands on your belly and say, out of my belly, there's a flow. It's starting to flow out. It's like a river. More than one river. See, still water doesn't generate power. But if you, if you come to Jesus and you drink and you believe on him, as the scripture said, something happens on the inside of you and it begins to flow out of you like a fountain. And it flows like a, a rivers of living water begin to flow out of your belly, out of your innermost being, out of your spirits. Where does the lava come from? On a volcano. Does it come from the outside? It comes from the inside. Where does old faithful smoke and water come? It comes from the inside. And what does it do? It shoots out. See, I like to liken this. How many have ever seen fireworks? Right? Well, when I was growing up, there was a field. We had a... Our house, then there was a, a big field where we played baseball in, and then there was another house. And our neighbors always had good fireworks. They'd go to the southern states, and they'd buy illegal fireworks, and we would blast them off. And they had these things that are called Roman candles. And they're a stick, you know, they're not, too, they're not too thick, but they're a stick, and they have a wick on the end. And you light that wick, and... Balls of light, balls of fire go poof, poof, poof. One time we were lighting fireworks and everybody, they had fireworks at the park and everybody was coming back from the park, right? And so we lived on a busy street and there was all kinds of cars there and one of our fireworks took off. Went into the air, sparks flying down, and landed on the roof of the car. We went and hid for a little bit. Uh, But the car didn't have any damage. But you know what? There's a spark on the inside of you. And it got there from the Holy Ghost. And this is the energizing power that He's given His believers. That out of your belly will flow. You've got life on the inside of you. And it wants to flow out. You've got good things on the inside of you. And it wants to come out. You've got good things. Good dreams. Excuse me. And they they need to come out. See, because it's not designed just to bless you. Look at your neighbor and say, share your blessing. What God has blessed us with was meant... To be shared. That's why there's no party like a Holy Ghost party. And even on the road to Emmaus, when Jesus rose from the dead, two guys were walking, right? And, and Jesus appeared to them, but they didn't know it was Jesus because the truth was hidden from them. And they testified afterward Once they realized it was Jesus, they said, don't you remember when we were on that road and he was talking to us, our heart burned within us? There was something igniting, something burning, something revving up. And God wants to rev you up tonight. M-I-R. A-C-L. 
the dynamics of a miracle in four verses. All this stuff is in the first four verses of the book of Acts. You know, not only do we need miracles in our own life, we need miracles in our family, we need miracles in this country. So, just rest in the Lord. You know, when you're resting in Him, fret knocks on the door, and you don't have to answer it. Amen? It'll just stay outside knocking, and eventually it'll go away. You ignore fret. You don't pay attention to worry. You can't be nervous and get a miracle. Is God going to come through? Is God going to come through? I hope He comes through. He always comes through. He's never late. He's always on time. Amen? Stand to your feet. And if you can pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. If you don't and would like to, I'd be glad to pray for you. It's a free gift. Amen? But praying in the Holy Ghost, it it builds us up. It's a way to communicate to God. Father, we're going to intercede for this nation right now by praying in the Holy Ghost. We're talking cold so the enemy can't pick up what we're saying. Fire, 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 fire. Oh, fire, fire. There's a fire around you. It's, it's spinning. It's moving. It's just around you. It's a glow about you. In the name of Jesus. Father, we release the fire of God right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we fan that flame. Fan that flame of the Holy Ghost and the anointing. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the fire of God in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the Word. Thank you for the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. A fresh anointing is coming on this place in the name of Jesus. I'm breathing. I'm breathing. I'm breathing life into you. I'm breathing strength into you. I'm breathing hope into you. I'm doing a new thing, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Right here in this place, I'm cooking up something good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I'm on the move. 
spirits. I'm breaking my people free from bondage. I'm telling the pharaohs that have held my people captive, let my people go in the name of Jesus. I'm speaking to the sand ballots that want to interfere with my people's work. Sand ballots, your voice is ignored. We pay no attention to you, sand ballots, and Tobiah. The work is too great. My God is too great. I'm about the Lord's business. I'm raising up an army that will step out in faith and believe me and stand up for me and speak my word and release my anointing. Ha! 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 Hallelujah. You're going to set this generation on fire. You're going to set this generation on fire. Hallelujah. Young people, you need the fire of God. You need the power of God. Old people, you need the fire of God. You need the power of God. We can't play church. We gotta be the church. We gotta do the church. We gotta speak the church's message. Do the church's mission. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, I thank you for that strong tower, that safe place in you, in the name of Jesus, where the enemy's arrows are quenched in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we got to stir ourselves up. God didn't call us to be a dull, boring church. He called us to be a church that's alive, a church that's thriving and flourishing. We've got the power. We've got His name. We've got His word. We've got the Holy Ghost. We've got the blood. to the giant because you've got the goods to slay him you've got to just dip your foot into the Jordan just dip your foot 
And the moment a foot is placed in the water, the water separates here and there so that you can enter a new level. You can enter a new era. You can enter a new way. A new and fresh way. I'm preparing for you, says the Lord. A new and living way with a fresh anointing. Hallelujah. Get in line. Get in line. Get in line with the Father's will. Be a doer of His Word, not a hearer only. But do it with all your heart. Do it with all your might. Do it with all your soul. Pray. Hear His voice. Do what He says do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Stand up for what's right. the light and the night can't win. Darkness never triumphs over light. Jesus is our light and that's what gives us power and might and fresh insights. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we call to those who don't know you as Lord in this area. And we say, come, in the name of Jesus. We say, Lord, we will be the laborers that will go and deliver your message and communicate your love and reach out and touch them with anointed hands. We'll be the ones, we'll be the ones who will cast our nets and bring in the fish. Bring in the fish. Bring in the sheaves. Hallelujah. Those 120 people turned the world upside down. There were cities where they preached that entire cities had the fear of God. People need to have the fear of God. Reverence honor and respect for God the things of God, the people of God and the places of God hallelujah (laughs) expect miracles expect great things Expect supernatural things. Too many of my people are stuck in the boat when I want them on the water. They're stuck in fear when I've given them strength and boldness to move and speak and stand. 
people are in the caves, allowing the enemy to take your harvest. Come out of the caves. For I have given them into your hands. They will be like bread to you. Fear not. Be not dismayed. For I am with you. I am your God, says the Lord. Take my hand and go and possess your land. And yes, you will make adjustments. For the adjustments that you make is what keeps you in the middle of the road. I don't desire you to end up on the ditch on either side, but I want you to remain steady, focused, and fixed on me, says the Lord. Arise and shine. For the light has come, and my glory will be risen upon you. People will see that light, and they will be drawn to you. And you will speak to them the words of this life. And you will tell them of my kingdom and my ways. And I will bring them into the fold. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you that everyone that comes in contact with us will experience the goodness and the grace of God in mighty and powerful ways in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo! Are you ready? It's time for a new level for my people. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We welcome your presence. We are so delighted to hook up with you and everything. And thank you for giving us a great rest of the week. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Have a great night.